Welcome to Allendale Market Talk Podcast. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. Big, big week here, Mike. A uh, lot of talk about this derecho storm that uh, blew through Iowa and Illinois, Indiana, Ohio. And the market seems a little bit confused. Uh, is it bullish? Is it not as bad as it seems? What, what, do, you, what do you think out there? Well, right now it shows that it's bullish to extent. Uh, you saw pop up off the lows, but nothing too exciting after uh, Sunday night's gap, which typically you don't like those Sunday night gaps from what we've seen for the past couple of years. It seems like when we gap one way, the week is destined to go the other. So as of right now, you can chalk it up to a little bit of turnaround Tuesday. Uh, you didn't quite enter the gap, and you made a n- nice run lower here today after a spike to the ne- next resistance levels. But at this point, it seems like trade is in that stop area where, hey, we, we're we going to see a little bit more before we keep feeding the bulls on this one. We got some initial news out. You obviously had the wide variety of uh, estimates of what exactly the storm did and what was impacted, but now cooler heads are prevailing, and we're asking, well, what does impacted mean? Was it just on the edge of the storm and barely touched, or is impacted mean completely uprooted? Right. We had the uh, uh, weekly uh, conditions report come out. It was down 2%. The That was at the upper end of the range for, for guesses, 69% good to excellent for corn. Uh, the low end was like 66%, so a good a good size drop there. But uh, you know, I think there's a little confusion as to as to that because Iowa was down 10 percent, which obviously everybody knew they were going to take a pretty big hit. But you got you only you know Iowa being number one corn producer is only is down 10 percent, but yet the nationwide average is only down two percent. So you know, I mean, that's one of those things where you can get a little bit of confusion, but. Let's face it, when you start looking at some of these other uh, states, they actually had improvements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you saw an improvement for Colorado and I think also one of the Carolinas. But, uh, again, another thing you have to realize is Iowa was down 10%, but 10% of 16% because Iowa 16% of the nation is only 1.6%. And that's going to be how it affects the entire nation. Uh, so you're going to need to see, obviously, I mean, you would have to take – some people were calling for a four percent drop. If you were just looking straight from Iowa, in order to make a fourteen percent or a four percent drop out of Iowa, which is sixteen percent, you would need to see twenty five percent of the state completely switch from good to excellent. Right. So now let's let's kind of talk. Uh, I know no one has this answer, but let's talk about some of these wild estimates that we're hearing about about Iowa and see how realistic they are and what they actually mean to the uh, to the overall ending stock. So I've heard anywhere from 50 million bushels lost on the low end to a billion bushels lost on the high end. What I think everybody needs to realize is this is a a swath of of land that was basically 30 miles wide and 150 170 miles long. So there is a good portion of this. Typically when you see these winds like that, you don't see sustained winds that carry through an area like that. So it is a bigger a bigger issue. Um, 50 is obviously seems extremely low considering the, the amount of damage that everybody's talking about. You're talking anywhere from uh, 3 to 5 million acres of, of corn to upwards of 8 million acres of corn affected. And... 
you know, what's realistic? What what does this mean? Let's just kind of split the difference and let's say it's it's 500 million bushels of corn are affected here. We're just go right in the middle and say what does that do for for ending stocks? Does that really put a a crimp in things? Are we going to all of a sudden be able to turn bullish on on that? Well, I think another thing you have to define is what does that 500 million bushels mean? Does that mean it's just completely taken out of the scenario altogether? Or is it just something that's been affected that you're still going to be able to get a percentage of the yield off of? Because a majority of these areas that did get knocked down, they're going to be picked up. Because if they, it'd be more of a problem if they just left them out there to just mm-hmm. rot. So they're going to be picked up and they're going to be harvested. Right. It's obviously not going to be to the full extent of what the crop was supposed to be, but it'd still be there. So, well, we're sitting at a 2.7 billion bushel carry out here for corn now. You have to account for uh, the... If you're taking out supply, you're going to be increasing or decreasing demand as well by a percentage. So, realistically, you get 500 million bushels affected. Let's bring this down. Maybe we we can make an argument for 2.4 to 2.5 now. Okay, so you're you're really only dropping you know two and a half or two two hundred fifty million bushels to maybe three hundred million bushels uh, off of off of that if you really take a half a billion. Uh, out of out of production for uh, Iowa, and l- let's not forget there was there was some damage in Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, not anywhere near the the extent that Iowa had. But you know, so that's realistically two, three, two, four, maybe a two five, still bearish, mm-hmm. still very bearish. Actually, I mean that's that's well above where we're at for old crop. Um, I don't think anybody's comfortable with saying that uh, this. This sends us to three eighty or four dollars anytime soon. No, you're going to need to see that number really pick up. You're going to need to see China come in here and continue to pick up very large exports of corn uh, in order to get us down to a level that really justifies saying, "Hey, we should be up there at that three eighty to four dollar mark." It's going to take a lot to get there because mm-hmm. as of right now, we also have to deal with the issue of how quickly the USDA recognizes it took a long while for them to recognize anything for the late planted last year. And even when they did, they came back later and adjusted that back again. So maybe we see it on September, maybe we see it on October, but it's not something I put full weight behind USDA to recognize fully right off the bat. Right. Well, the other thing to think about is as we enter the the end of August here, you're running out of time to uh, to move old crop bushels, mm-hmm. whether they're on farm storage, whether they're at the elevator, wherever. Um, it's decision time, and what do you do with it? You just got a a nice twenty five cent thirty five thirty cent rally in corn. Is it is it finally time if you haven't already to to sweep the sweep the bins? I know a lot of people are asking, what do I do with old crop? And you have various firms saying that they have sell signals out right now and when you come down to it you're just around the corner from all these september basis contracts coming and needing to be priced so you're gonna have a lot of people sleeping in the bins you'll probably have a good amount of just stored on farm getting rid of the beans because that's that's what the markets are telling you right now Mm -hmm. you got a nice carry in the market for corn and next to no uh, carry in the market for beans well and given given this the storage issues that you now have in iowa if there were bushels that were not uh, were not sold or, or are on basis contracts, it's very uh, it's highly unlikely that they're going to 
allow you to roll those those basis contracts again mm-hmm. because they're going to want to get rid of that stuff so that they can make room for the new crop. We already know there was a lot of uh, storage destruction in this. So what's that mean for, for where where does the corn go if, if you can't uh, take it to your local elevator? Is it uh, Are they going to be opening up, you know, bags, throwing it on – Throwing it on the ground and, and bagging it. How how where where do we go from here? You got bags, but you can also you'll probably end up being able to bring it to the elevator. Still, they're going to put a tarp on the ground. They're going to throw it on the ground. And it's going to last until February March. So they're yes, it's not going to look as pretty. It's going to be a little bit extra work, but when it's all said and done, they still need to stay in business, and they're going to figure out a way to store it wherever right. they find the area to do so. Right. Okay. Now we we do have uh, you know a highly publicized uh, crop tour going on right now. Obviously, all eyes are going to be on this uh, this Iowa situation. They've uh, as of this recording, they've already gone through uh, Ohio, parts of Indiana, uh, South Dakota, and I believe parts of Nebraska. Um, what are we hearing uh, out of this uh, this crop tour? What's uh, what's the expectation as they start to make their way towards Iowa? Well, the expectation is we'll get a number or at least a ballpark idea of what we're actually trading for the situation. Right now, it doesn't seem like trade's been overly watching this crop tour uh, until it does get into the Iowa region. So that's obviously what all eyes are focused on. You're sitting here between this uh, 340 and 346 area in corn, and I would not be too surprised if we continued to just sit here until we did get that number, Uh, either that one or our own yield survey, which typically gets a lot closer to what the USDA gives us uh, come September because we do get a much wider variety. So we'll be able to get the breakdown of that, uh, but solely focus on what, what they're going to have to say for Iowa, uh, seeing if uh, they can pull any kind of yield out of this or if they just chalk it up as a loss. Yeah, that'll be the important part is as we talk to our, our producers across Iowa is – to really gauge what they have to say as far as the their ability to harvest that, or if it's going to have to uh, be pulled out as as silage, or you know what, because you know a lot of times that abandonment uh, uh, of of acres becomes a bigger mess to clean up the next year. Mm-hmm. It also throws things off. It can throw things off for your insurance or your county county averages. Uh, as you move forward as well, so that uh, that'll be uh, a lot of the decision making that's going on over the the next few weeks here. Most definitely. If you guys have any questions or want to get in touch for the yield survey, please give us a call at eight hundred two six two seven five three eight. But this week for Allendale Market Talk, Mike Lung and Greg McBride signing off. You guys have a great one.